No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah prophecies against four nations who were enemies of Israel, Babylon, Assyria, Philistia, and Moab. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 14 on Simply the Bible. Beginning with Isaiah chapter 13, the prophet pronounced burdens against nine nations outside of Israel. These were prophetic oracles about judgments that would come upon these nations who had been enemies of Israel. Now, as we continue in chapter 14, Isaiah pronounces a judgment against Babylon. Now, at the time Isaiah wrote this, Babylon was part of the Assyrian Empire. Over the next 20 years, Babylon rebelled against the Assyrians several times. We continue in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 22. For I will rise up against them, says the Lord of hosts, and cut off Babylon, the name and remnant, and offspring and posterity, says the Lord. I will also make it a possession for the porcupine and marshes of muddy water. I will sweep it with the broom of destruction, says the Lord of hosts. Now, this was fulfilled in 689 B.C. when Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, captured Babylon. He decided to destroy it so that it would never rebel again. Babylon was in a very fertile area, and it would have seemed reasonable to assume that it would always provide good pasture for livestock. But Isaiah said it would become the possession of wild animals and be covered with marshes of water. After Sennacherib took Babylon, he put the whole area around the city underwater by rerouting the Euphrates River. The area became stagnant marshes of water among ruins haunted by wild animals. In fact, Sennacherib even made this inscription about his victory over Babylon. I made its destruction more complete than by a flood, that in days to come the sight of that city and its temples and gods might not be remembered. I completely blotted it out with floods of water and made it like a meadow. Interesting. Little did Sennacherib know that he was actually fulfilling the Lord's prophecy through Isaiah over 20 years previously. God is sovereign in the kingdoms of men. Verse 24, the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely, as I have thought, so it shall come to pass, and as I have purposed, so it shall stand. What a powerful statement this is. Now, God always speaks the truth. Anything he says, you can count on it. But how much more when he says, the Lord of hosts has sworn on oath. Then he says, as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. As I have purposed, so it shall stand. Now, to me, these words bring great comfort when the world is going crazy. God is working out his plan and nothing can stop it. We don't need to be afraid. We just need to trust in him. No powerful leader, no world power, no work of the enemy, no work of anything is going to thwart what God has planned, what God thinks he will bring to pass. Therefore, the greatest security is to trust in him and submit to his will. Verse 25, that I will break the Assyrian in my land 
and on my mountains, tread him underfoot. Then his yoke shall be removed from them, and his burden removed from their shoulders. Now it is thought that Isaiah wrote this about 715 B.C. Seven years earlier, the Assyrians took the northern kingdom of Israel captive. And about 14 years later, after Isaiah wrote this, under the rule of King Hezekiah, Assyria would attack several cities of Judah and even threaten Jerusalem. But God would send an angel to kill 185,000 Assyrian troops in one night. Sennacherib would be killed shortly thereafter. Thus, God would break the Assyrian in the Lord's land, and the burden that Sennacherib had placed on Judah would be broken. This is the purpose that is purposed against the whole earth, and this is the hand that is stretched out over all the nations. Now, keep in mind that Assyria was the world-dominating power of that day. The Assyrians seemed invincible, but then God wiped them out suddenly. Isaiah then looks forward to the end times, to the end of the age, when God will stretch out his hand over all the nations that gather against him and his people Israel. The Antichrist and the nations joined with him will seem invincible, but then Christ will show up, coming again, riding on a white horse along with all his saints. He will defeat the Antichrist, the false prophet, and Satan, and establish his kingdom on earth. For the Lord of hosts has purposed, and who will annul it? His hand is stretched out, and who will turn it back? You see, God's purposes will stand no matter what. So then how should we live? Our daily prayer should be, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Direct my path into your purpose and fulfill your plans in my life. Verse 28, this is the burden which came in the year that King Ahaz died. Do not rejoice, all you of Philistia, because the rod that struck you is broken. For out of the serpent's roots will come forth a viper, and its offspring will be a fiery flying serpent. The firstborn of the poor will feed, and the needy will lie down in safety. I will kill your roots with famine. And it will slay your remnants. Wail, O gate, cry, O city. All of you, Philistia, are dissolved. For smoke will come from the north, and no one will be alone in his appointed times. What will they answer, the messengers of the nation? That the Lord has founded Zion, and the poor of his people shall take refuge in it. Now, from the time that the children of Israel possessed the land after the Exodus, the Philistines had been their perennial enemies. Here, Isaiah pronounces God's judgment against them. King Ahaz died in 715 BC. God told the Philistines not to rejoice because the rod that struck them was broken. Now, that probably did not refer to Israel or to Judah's King Ahaz, but to Assyria. You see, Ashdod, the Philistine city, along with Judah, had revolted against Assyria, but in 711 BC, only four years later after this oracle was written, Assyria defeated Ashdod and made Philistia an Assyrian province. In their rebellion against Assyria, the Philistines rejoiced, thinking they were free from the Assyrian yoke. 
but out of the serpent's roots would come a viper. Now the Lord told the Philistines to wail, for the Assyrian smoke would come down from the north. And the Philistines may have thought that the Assyrians would also conquer Jerusalem, but in fact the Lord would deliver Jerusalem from the Assyrians, and the poor of his people would take refuge in it. Now Isaiah delivers a burden against Moab. The history of Moab is that after Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed, Lot was left alone with his two daughters. As Lot's wife was turned to a pillar of salt for looking back, Lot's daughters thought that they were the only ones left in the world, so they figured that the only way to procreate was through their father. So they got Lot drunk, and each lay with him. Moab was the name of the son born to Lot's eldest daughter, and he was the father of the Moabites. Benami was the name of the son born to Lot's youngest daughter, and he formed the people of Ammon. But these presented continual problems for the children of Israel. In fact, in Deuteronomy 23.3, the Lord said, An Ammonite or Moabite shall not enter the assembly of the Lord even to the tenth generation. None of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord forever because they did not meet with you with bread and water on the road when you came out of Egypt and because they hired against you Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. You shall not seek their peace nor their prosperity all your days forever. So God had pronounced judgment against Moab, stating that the children of Israel were not to admit them into their assembly. We continue in Isaiah chapter 15. The burden against Moab, that is the prophetic oracle against them, because in the night Ar of Moab is laid waste and destroyed, because in the night Kur of Moab is laid waste and destroyed. He has gone up to the temple of Dibon, to the high places to weep, Moab will wail over Nebo and over Medabah. On all their heads will be baldness and every beard cut off. In their streets they will clothe themselves with sackcloth. On the tops of their houses and in their streets everyone will wail, weeping bitterly. So the Assyrians were going to come against Moab as they had cleaned up the entire area. And they were going to come against Moab as well. And so Isaiah is listing these various cities in Moab. And God is saying that they would grieve. That the beards being cut off and being clothed with sackcloth, these were all signs of humiliation and grief. Verse 4, Heshbon and Elaela will cry out. Their voice shall be heard as far as Jahaz. Therefore the armed soldiers of Moab will cry out. His life will be burdensome to him. My heart will cry out for Moab. His fugitives shall flee to Zoar like a three-year-old heifer. For by the ascent of Luhith, they will go up with weeping. For in the way of Haronaim, they will raise up a cry of destruction. For the waters of Nimrim will be desolate. For the green grass has withered away. The grass fails. There is nothing green. Therefore, the abundance they have gained and what they have laid up, they will carry away to the brook of the willows. For the cry has gone all around the borders of Moab. It's wailing to Eglium and it's wailing to Beer Elam. So we see this terrible judgment against Moab. But 
God, rather than being hard-hearted about it, he actually grieves over them. That's what it says. My heart will cry out for Moab. You see, God does not delight in bringing judgment against anyone, but Moab was being judged because of their pride and their arrogance. Verse 9, For the waters of Diamond will be full of blood, because I will bring more upon Diamond, lions upon him who escapes from Moab and on the remnant of the land. The blood in the waters of Diamond would come from those who fell during the Assyrian invasion of Moab. The Assyrians were ruthless, taking pride in cruel and bloody tactics that would keep their subjects living in terror. The thing we must remember is that the Lord is sovereign over all the nations of the earth. And we see that these nations that raised their head up, that came against Israel and were the perennial enemies of Israel, God would ultimately judge. We need to remember this when we see people and nations rising up against the Lord, going their own way, doing their own thing, rebelling against the commandments of God. We may get depressed or angry or discouraged, but understand that God has his day of reckoning and he will settle the score. Nevertheless, he is very patient, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see where Isaiah prophecies against Moab, Syria, and Israel. God will rebuke many nations that come rushing. He is the rock of our salvation. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.